I am so genuinely excited about this episode because there's so much online about, oh my gosh, I've had a, you know, seven figure month or seven figure year or, you know, any other big celebration, 10K months or, you know, you've, I don't know, just think of any like big brag, which we should be bragging about, don't get me wrong. But no one, I shouldn't say no one, that's, that's general, genuine, genuine, I can't even talk. That's genuine, you know what I'm trying to say. That is not what I'm trying to say. I don't have words. Um, there's not enough people, you get the real raw unfiltered me uh, here on the show. Uh, there's not enough people talking about the failures, talking about the deleted scenes. And that is like one of my core values. And um, I can't wait to release our like docu-series making of the movement so you can see the deleted scenes. You can see the failures. Like truly, I want there to be more normalization and celebration around failing because we should be failing so much faster than we are. I literally wrote a chapter in my uh, next book. Maybe I'll read it for you on here. Who knows? Um, but I've just been like chipping away at my next book. Won't be until next year. But um, that was a big lesson that I learned in my last book. Is like, let it be free flow so you can write. I'm getting off track. But I'm so excited to sum, sum up some of my failures here because I think it'll actually be really exciting. One of my mentors actually just wrote this today, which was like, it's like seriously so perfect. And he said, 90% of what you do will not work, which you could either take as a bad thing or a good thing. I'm going to take it as a good thing because if we know 90% of what we do will not work, that's still 10% left, right? Which means we get to be failing so much faster. We get to be celebrating it putting good energy around it, and most importantly, not dwelling on it. I This has been a really hard one for me to overcome because I absolutely have a perfectionist um, mindset where I want things to be perfect. I want to do them the right way. And I, you know, when I have had failures, I have dwelled on it. It has eaten at me. I've felt embarrassed. Um, and so that's why mindset work is so important. And when we can actually just like normalize them and be like, oh my gosh. And like this, this mentor that I mentioned, he's made over $30 million and he's like, I'm still having failures. So he like talked about some of his recent ones and I was like, oh, this feels so good. Like we get to have more of this on the online space. So before I talk too far, um, I do want to shout out our day, um, sponsor and I'm so excited. Candace is the owner of Emery Lane. She is a mother of six. God bless you. She's running a retail and a wholesale business. They offer teas, mugs, uh, wood decor, and so much more. 25% of all of their proceeds um, of their retail sales go to childhood cancer. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time. We go way back. Um, so please give her some love and support. Buy some of her amazing goodies. You can go to Emery, E-M-M-E-R-L-Y Lane, L-A-N-E.com. I'll make sure I put it in the show notes on our podcast. Um, 
but just super, super excited. I love having all of these amazing sponsors because they all wrote like blurbs about their business uh, businesses. I feel like I'm getting to know people so much deeper, which is so important to me. So thank you to everyone that has been sponsoring. If you want to be a sponsor, just email us at support at thewealthyqueenmovement.com. I think we're just going to keep going. Like this was just going to be a one-time like month thing, but I'm really enjoying shouting other people out. It's $25. It's like such a no-brainer and such a win-win. Um, so shameless plug there. Um, okay. So I want to talk about my failures, um, because I think you'll enjoy them. So I thought I would, I'm, I had some notes typed up. So I wanted to go through all the other things that I've done before I was an entrepreneur because technically that's a failure. I didn't keep going at it. Well, why did I not go at it? Right. Um, there's so many that I can talk about within my business, but I wanted to take you way back and then I'll do a second, um, episode on like failures that I've had in my business, but this was before like circa <laughs> being an entrepreneur. So I really want you to hear how far this goes back. Like Truly, I've always loved earning my own money as young as like, I think I started babysitting when I was like probably 12 or 13 years old. Um, so I wanted to take you back to Nellie at 12 or 13. I don't know what, what was the exact age that I started babysitting, but it was consistent. Like I would find people and there was no social media, right? I would find people and <laughs> babysit their kids uh, through referrals. Huh, right? Um, but I didn't set my own pricing. Failure, mistake number one, old Nelly, little Nelly. <laughs> um, and the there was no contract, there was no consistency, right? Um, but I really did enjoy it. What that job taught me was being nurturing. Um, what blew my mind now, because I was thinking about it as as I was driving the other day. There was one family in particular that paid me $25 a week and I watched their kids like from the time they started work at like 7 a.m. to like 5 p.m. $25 a week. That is like a ripoff. Like I don't like I would never like now being a parent, I could never justify that. Like um, maybe that's all that they could afford. I'm not sure. I did say yes to it, but I'm like, damn, like even $25 a week back then is like highway robbery. Um, but we're going to take the good. I learned a lot. I got paid cash, which was nice. Um, and I, I like really became a nurturer. Um, from there, I did a lot of odd jobs. Um, I was, I'll kind of like go through them and kind of like bounce around. Um, cause I wanted, I want you to hear all of them. So I babysat for several years. I would say probably from like, like I said, age 12 to 13, all the way up to probably like 16 or so. Um, so then when I could start to drive, it was way easier to get something more stable. Um, so I was a office clerk where I would like call and confirm appointments for people, uh, and file charts. It was the most boring job. Um, but a lot of times I got paid, well, I always got paid, but um, they also had like food free and I could make my own hours, which was really, really nice. But it was like 
painfully boring. Like, cause I just sat alone. Like I am a creator and that is like torture to a creator to sit in a room alone. Um, so that, that, um, job did teach me communication skills. Cause I had to call and confirm appointments and be, you know, professional and, um, you know, remind people and <laughs> call them again and again and again. So that taught me like urgency and uh, just that like customer service voice, if you will. Uh, I was very, very good at it. Uh, I, cool enough in college, was a Chipotle promoter. Yes, I got paid from Chipotle. Oh, I think I even started this in high school, actually. Maybe went to high school high school to college. I know for sure I did it in college. This is like mom brain at its finest. Um, I'm trying to give you accurate timelines as much as with my brain can remember uh, before children. <laughs> but I got paid by Chipotle, not only in cash, but also like they gave me a ton of free burrito cards, merch. It was probably my favorite job because it was people-based, right? Everyone loved the Chipotle girl, which was me giving out free Chipotle, especially in college. And I got to talk to people and it was like a marketing position. Um, so that might be my, one of my favorite jobs that I had. Um, and again, I could work when I wanted, like all, all of these, like I'm telling you have some sort of like entrepreneur spirit in them because there's like all roads lead to entrepreneurship. Um, this one you're going to laugh at. Um, I was a dancer, not the dancer that you're thinking. I was a dancer, <laughs> uh, for, uh, bar mitzvahs. So I would go to these kids birthday parties, um, and help get them on the dance floor and get paid a hundred dollars for like four hours of my time exercise. It was fun. It was people based. I thought a hundred dollars was a shit ton of money, which it is, but like, you know, younger me was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Uh, and it was super, super fun. Um, so I did that for a season of time. And then I worked at a tanning salon. That was probably one of my longest jobs. I think I was at the tanning salon. Oh gosh, at least like three or four years. What I loved about the tanning salon was, um, I could do my homework during the hours like my boss was totally okay with it um we could tan for free which think whatever you want it was a nice perk um but i like worked on my nonprofit during that time i worked on my homework uh i also got really good at selling tanning lotion so i was like already practicing my uh sales skills and why i'm saying that these are all failures is because they they almost think of all of these as like launches in your business, right? Like I dabbled in something and then I moved on, right? Which means it wasn't this like big explosion. I dabbled in something and then moved on. Like there was never like any like, like stay where you're planted, right? And like the only common thread that was like my success. So these are all quote unquote failures. My success that I haven't talked about yet was the longest standing one, which was the nonprofit organization that I built from the ground up from 16 to 25 years old. Um, I think those ages are correct. Uh, put my own money into it, grew it, 
even before social media was a thing, grew it to millions of dollars, passed it on, and it's still existing today. But everything else that I'm telling you was I dabbled in it and I moved on. I have nothing to show for it, right? There's no equity. There's no, it's still existing today. It's still making me money today, right? So in my eyes, it's a failure. It, it couldn't scale. It couldn't grow. I lost interest in it right? It was something that I did. Remember, 90% of what you do will not work. It just won't work. It won't work for your wealth strategy, right? So you have to go through all of these. This is so much like dating. It's insane. Um, so all of these have not, they did not stick. They were for a season and a reason, not a lifetime, right? So from the tanning salon, I then um, sat my boss down and this was kind of like my first start to entrepreneurship, true entrepreneurship. And I said, I'm getting really good at spray tanning people here. Would you be okay if I bought my own machine and like started a side business? And she was like, Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so in college, <laughs> I would literally like line girls up and spray tan them and get paid cash. It was actually pretty fun. The only awkward part was, like a lot of people obviously want to go naked and not to say like that's awkward, but it just got a little odd. Like, um, it's just not my, I don't mind seeing people naked. Like if girls are changing or anything like that, but like when that's all you do every day, I was like, this is not my passion. You know what I mean? Like just definitely wasn't my passion. It was good. It paid some bills. We moved on. Right. Uh, I also did event production and like, um, planning events and helping behind the scenes of events, which was long hours, long. Obviously could not do that now with kids. Uh, and then one that I wanted to throw in there that I thought you would get a laugh at is I tried to become a spin instructor and I auditioned for it and I was super excited about it, but they, they kindly told me <laughs> that I was not a good fit, um, which I am actually very thankful that they did that. Now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah probably like was not a good idea for many reasons. <laughs> um, but I was hopeful and it sounded fun. And like, you got this really cool mic, like Britney Spears. So I think I just got ahead of myself. Um, so yeah, all of those took time and energy. All of those took money. Right. And I like, I wouldn't say with all of them, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing that like makes me money. But it got me to the next step, right? And so I want to remind you in business, like in your business, not everything and not everyone is meant to last forever, right? So if you have a launch, we talked about this on another episode, but if you had a launch that failed or flopped, or you had a client fall through, or you thought one product was gonna crush it and it didn't. Let's just not make it mean anything. Like you can feel your feelings, not saying not to feel them, but the, the faster you quote unquote fail, you will actually become even more wealthier. So in my chapter of my book that I just wrote, I talked about how the last five years of my business I've actually been like, this has been one of the biggest things that have been, has been holding me back. I have failed slowly, <laughs> not even joking. We'll do on another episode, like inside my business, but 
I have done long launches, which means I can't do, I shouldn't say I can't, but it's harder to focus on something else because I like to like go all in with one thing. So if I do a long launch, I'm actually extending the timeline rather than collapsing the timeline. And the whole goal of being an entrepreneur is to shorten the timelines so you can quantum leap faster. What do I mean by that? If you used to make, like me, $15 an hour, I can now make $1,000 an hour. That is collapsing the timeline, like tremendously, right? And so if I do really long launches, it's going against what it's supposed to do as an entrepreneur. So this was just a huge epiphany for me very, very recently, like about a month or two ago of like, I've got to fail faster. Like I've got to celebrate this. I've got to fail faster. Uh, and I can't be attached to any of it. And the like, yes, have a plan. Yes, move forward. Yes, focus on one thing at a time. But the faster we can move and move and move, you are going to pick up so much speed. You're going to compound your results so much faster. Therefore, you're going to start quantum leaping. Think of quantum leaping like leapfrogging, right? If your goal that you have initially is, let's say, two years away, would you be mad about accomplishing that in six months? No right? Or maybe there's one goal that's like five to 10 years out, right? Like our, one of our big, big goals after we like get settled in our dream home is to like start buying real estate, like a beach house, right? So I'm actually not putting a timeline on it because I'm like, let's just see how fast we can do this, right? Sometimes timelines can actually hinder you because then you have it so set of like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay off debt until it's five years from now, because that's what the math is telling you. Okay, that's the longest it will take, right? Just doing math for you, okay? Um, now let's try to beat it by being the best entrepreneur you can be, right? By failing faster. So it was just no accident that I saw that my mentor posted that today, and he was like, 90% of what you do will not work. So the faster we can try new things and keep moving forward, yes, keep focusing on one thing at a time, but you can get data pretty fast nowadays and use your own intuition and guidance to like, okay, let's keep moving, let's keep moving, let's keep moving, let's keep moving, and not second guess yourself. Overthinking costs you money, like a crazy amount of money. And it blows my mind because so many, so often people are so like, oh, I want to invest in this thing. I know it's going to save me time, but then they don't do it. And then they're sitting here overthinking. It's like, let's make better decisions. And and guess what? Everything is going to be a risk. Everything in your business and in, in, in life is a risk, but we can use data. We can use your intuition. We can use what's happening in the world. We can use a lot of things to make an educated guess. And that's what matters most. Okay, so I just thought it'd be fun to share like a few things with you, like before I got to even thinking about being an entrepreneur, what was my longest standing thing for 10 years, but there was all those other things. And what was interesting is when the organization really exploded, I let all of those other things go and went all in with the organization. And that was probably, I want to say 
let's see here. That was like six years in. Okay. So for six years of the organization slowly growing, I was doing all of those other things, right? You only have so much attention. So that is why so often, like when we can just go all in with one thing for a short amount of time, then we can keep going and going and going and going. So uh, I'll do another episode on failures in my business. Um, but just thought it'd be really cool because I don't really talk about any of those other experiences. Um, so I went from babysitting to an office clerk, to a Chipotle promoter, to a dancer, to <laughs> helping at a tanning salon, to spray tanning naked women, <laughs> to event production and trying to be a spin instructor. <laughs> that just sounds so funny out of context. Um, but I just thought this would be inspirational for you of like, let's high five each other. Let's celebrate. Like I would love, like if you're a lifer of the show, uh, you know who you are. I would love for you to like pop into my DMs and be like, here is all of the failures I'm, I want to celebrate with you. And this also goes with like, maybe you haven't been great with money in the past and you're, you've been deeming that as a failure. Okay. Yay. Let's celebrate it. And let's move on, right? Let's do better because everything is knowledge and knowledge is power. And the more knowledge you gain, guess what? The more powerful you become. And if there's anything that I've learned even before being an entrepreneur is you are going to get so much stronger the more you put yourself out there and the more you keep showing up and keep taking action keep showing up, keep taking action. And most people give up because they haven't gotten the results yet, but then they're not going to get the result by giving up, right? You will be successful as long as you stay in the game. So stay in the game with me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm so proud of you. And I'll see you on the next episode.